0: G'day, community, and welcome to another Supercoach Pocket Podcast. I'm Leck Dog, and i am joined. ...by Foz and Clark today, I'm very excited. We're going to talk about Brisbane, but before we do, I'd like to shout out Telebeats for the amazing intro music and Supercoach Champion, our friends at supercoachchampion.com. They make amazing championship replica rings for your league at a reasonably low price, just $99 for a standard Supercoach ring across your league. That's like five bucks each. It's amazing. If you go to their website, supercoachchampion.com and use the code JR2021 at checkout, that's JR2021, you'll get free same day delivery. They've sent us some rings, head to the website, have a look at the video. The one they made us is just beautiful and they're good friends of us. So let's get into the show. Let's talk the Brisbane Lions. Clarkie, it's my pleasure to have you here. How are you?
1: I'm very excited to be here, thank you. Um, It's, yeah, Brisbane. Um, (laughs) They're they're really pushing to probably make or break a premiership opportunity, I think, this year. So I think there's a lot of really interesting players for us to look at, uh, super coach-wise, especially the number one uh, of the year for the midfield. Who we'll get into. Oh,
0: it's sure. very exciting. We'll get into him very shortly, but I'd like to welcome Foz's daddy, you beautiful sounding human being. How are you?
2: I'm very well, Clark. Oh, not Clarky. Geez, Leg Doc. How are we, guys? Good to be. I'm excited. <laughs> good to chat. How are you,
1: Clarky, even though I said your name before? Yeah, no, I'm great, Foz. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on, uh, Foz. No, it's
2: no. really nice for us to be here again. Absolutely. Good to, good to be here. Let's chat about Brisbane. <laughs>
0: All right, we're going to go straight into the first category, which is one of the more obvious categories, I think, and it's the locks, the locks for Brisbane and and Clarkie. You've got a name that's not on my lips, but I'm interested to hear all about him, and that's Jared Lyons.
1: Yeah, I think, look, I think Jared Lyons provides something at his price point. He's probably a bit of an out there selection, um, but he's got a lot of stats that I really like, and I think he could probably maintain them Throughout the 2021 season, Um, you know, a huge, you know, 113 average uh, for the 2020. Yes, there is a little bit of inflation on that, but it does have some low scores in there. But, you know, I think they're mostly caused from, you know, what I could see in my research. A lot of freeze against, a lot of clangers. Um, a lot of things sort of going against him. So I think, you know, if you look at his scoring patterns, you know, you've got 118s, 113s, 130s. He could probably be in and around that mark. And at 600K when, you know, cash is really king, it's it's a very, very tantalizing prospect for me.
0: He's a, an interesting player. So he's obviously the probably the number two in that Brisbane midfield. And it's a pretty potent midfield behind Lucky Neil. Spent about 75% of... Centre bounce attendances in 2020. Foz Daddy, is he someone on your radar? He had a season average of 112, but dipped off towards the end, averaging just 100 over the last five games of the regular season. Is he someone you're looking at?
2: Not particularly. He's actually, I'll talk about him a little bit later. He's actually in my past category. I just, uh, I think there's better value around that price point, but I'll get into it a little bit later. Uh, who's your lock, uh, Lek Dog?
0: My lock is the great man, the magnificent, the Dane Zorko. What a beautiful human being. Well, he's actually, uh, from what I've seen publicly, an average human being, but he seems like a nice guy sometimes and he's a good super coach player and we're going to focus on that, on the super coach and and not the fact that he's my partner's most hated player in the AFL. Oh, God. $525,000 forward primo and, I mean, average 98 last year. He's probably going to average around 100 again. He's gonna be in the top six forwards, and I just think I just think he, he provides some a really high ceiling. And if you look at his last four years, there's some great work out there on the Twitter sphere. I've been retweeting is he's, he's just uh given the dearth of forward options we have, the fact that he tons up as much as he does is only a good thing. So he's my lock in my team, and he's actually currently sitting there at F two in my side. Has anyone got any objections to Dane Zorko?
1: Uh, I do like Dane Zorko uh, as a pick, um, especially when forward options are really, really bleak at the moment where we're not really sure what to do with the money that we have. But I do have some concerns over what kind of role he's going to play in 2021. Um, Splitting that time between mid and forward and probably a little bit more forward um, towards towards the latter half of the year. I think I, I want to see kind of what output that brings him. I mean, we only get one real look at it, but if it looks anywhere close to good, I think I'll probably plonk him in at F2 myself.
0: Yeah, I'm not so worried about the role because, look, he didn't spend a heap of time in the midfield anyway, or certainly not attending centre bounces. So if we use that in his indicator, I think we're he's going to be reasonably consistent again. and uh Emperor, so everyone go to Twitter right now, at EMPR underscore X has tweeted out some great content. And if you look at Dane Zolko's last four years, he turns up in about 60% of his games. And that's one of the higher numbers for the forward options we have this year. So that's why he's locked into my side. And you look at the guys around him as well, Foz, Paddy Dangerfield hasn't had a preseason yet. Still side bottom, i have got question marks at his price. You rule out a couple of these guys. Michael Walters, he drops down playing forward only. I think Dane Zorko's uh, pushing for a top six finish.
2: I would agree with you. Uh, I just want to touch on one point that Clark, he just made in, in that he can potentially tail off towards the latter half of the season. His uh, percent, uh, centre bounce attendance's percentage actually increased throughout the season. So the, the first six games, it was 35%. The next six was forty nine percent and then the last six was fifty seven percent. So it only grew as the season went on. So it's probably not going to be um obviously he's a year year older, so he's probably gonna be a little bit slower and a little bit older in the legs. Um, but it's probably not gonna be a massive concern for me. So that's why I'll be I'll be, you know, flirting with him. The idea of him is in and out of my sight at the moment and I guess it just comes down to the you know, the the one or two preseason games that he'll get, whether that's an intra club and then into a um JLT match. But I think the obvious lock for everyone is our man, Lockie Neal. It's in the name. Uh, He's the best midfielder selection available in Supercoach. He's obviously come off a couple of really big years for Brisbane. And the only real question mark, which I think Clark is going to get into in the next segment, is just his price point. And obviously, he's the most expensive midfielder because he's the best midfielder. And it's just a question mark of whether you can afford him as well as Gorn, as well as Grundy, if you want to go the three big blokes. And it just means that you have... A lot less cash than than what you would else. Um, otherwise, if you were to you know lose one or two, and it just comes down to whether he's the most important player in the side, or or if it's going with the grondy combination. Um, it's just a lot of money to spend on three players.
0: Yeah, well, it's it is a lot if you pick just him and uh Max Gone. That's like fourteen percent of your total budget gone already for the year. But Clarky, his stats over the last fifty games. I mean, can you can you even Tempt not picking him.
1: So, so my issues come with the same. It's the same questions that people have of Max Gorn, where it's we coming off 2020. We know that there was a little bit of an inflation on scores and things through there. It's not to say that Lockie Neal isn't going to be the number one midfielder, but when you're looking at like you were saying, if you're picking Lloyd, if you're picking Lockie Neal, if you're picking Max Gorn, and then say you're also picking Brody Grundy on top of that that's a significant portion of your starting salary gone so the the question i have isn't whether or not he's going to really make it to the same peak it's can can i afford to do it without him is the biggest question that i have but he's the only one that i keep on coming back well jake lloyd's burned me for not having him in the past i think max gorn probably has one of the easiest ruck Runs for the start of the season. So if he's fit, then can I afford to miss those points? But Lockheed Neal, there's a lot of really good midfielders at the top of that list. You know, is it Clayton Oliver? Is can Christian Petrarca push even higher or be the same? Can you know, can Josh Kelly actually get a full season of games? Is Jack Steele gonna? There's a lot more questions that I have of is there somewhere I can make up those points or I can make that difference by having that little bit of extra money? So it's more of an economical decision rather than. Hey, is he going to be a top meal? Because he is going to be the number one. But then the problem then becomes, how do I bring him in? So I think it's important to look at your team in a totality um, to really decide whether or not that's a good decision.
0: Look, I'm just saying this, and I don't totally disagree. I think it's going to be hard to fit all three of the big guns into your side. In Lockie Neal's last 50 games, he's had nine games below 100. Two of them were in the 90s. And let me just tell you how many games he's had above hundred. Well, I mean, it's obvious it's thirty-nine, but most of those have been over hundred and twenty. You just gotta have I it.
2: would
1: agree. That's why it's my luck. <laughs> yeah, look, and I don't I don't disagree. Like the numbers the numbers don't lie. I, I think it's just an important question as well, because you're looking at obviously a lot of inflated prices with these guys. So, you know, it's probably more likely gonna end up that I go without say a Lloyd. Um, or somebody like that to kind of, if I need the money in different lines. But I think it's still a question at 750K, he's probably still going to lose money.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm happy to just bank the captaincy. Let's keep moving through our knocks because we have spoken a lot about uh, a guy that's probably going to be in everyone's team. Yeah. My knock can be very quick and it's Harris Andrews. And the simple reason is, He's not Jacob Weedering. Jacob Weedering is far superior and Harris Andrew fans at me.
2: In terms of supercoach, are you talking or just general football? No, just general (laughs) footy.
0: No, it doesn't have to be supercoach. No, just general (laughs) footy. Who do you have as a knock, Foz Daddy?
2: Uh, My knock is uh, Hugh McCluggage. He's priced at 545k, averaged 101.5 last season, which is... You know, It's a nice return and he's obviously quite young and he's probably going to be building that score up uh, over the next few years and becoming quite a, a nice little premium selection. But at you know the start of the season, Pat Cripps is cheaper, Walsh is a little bit cheaper, um, Simpkin and Cunnington cheaper again. There's just a lot of options around that price point that I'd just rather um, and I, I think that will probably score better than um, Humor cluggage unless he can get his goal kicking sorted. Obviously, I think it was 522 on the season, which is, uh, it's it's not good. So it's going to cost him a lot of points if he can't get that sorted. And some people are saying it's just the yips or, you know, it's just a, a bit of rust in the in the old shoe. But I just think that he's a player who could score really well if he's kicking a lot of goals. Obviously, on the wing, it's probably not. Um, his job to be doing that, but he's missing out on you know, 10, 15 points a week, potentially, if he's missing you a know, number of goals, a number of set shots. So unless he improves that, he's he's not going to be on my side. And I just think that there's just enough blokes around him that are similarly priced or a little bit cheaper that are, are potentially better super coach options.
0: No, I tend to agree, particularly when you've got the GOAT, Matt Rowell, 30 or what is 30K cheaper than him? 40K
2: cheaper than 50, him. exactly.
0: Just, oh, Matty Rowell great. We don't need to talk about him right now. Oh, yeah. We don't need to talk about him. I agree. I'm not going near humor McCluggage. Players that we might want to go near, fellas, I've got one, and this might surprise you. I've not spoken about this guy many times, but my bolter heading into the 2021 season is Daniel Rich. Now, for those of you new to the podcast, uh, this is not a guy that often gets brought up. He's a defender. He's got bleach blonde hair. He's a god. He's the most beautiful human on the planet, and he plays for Brisbane. Averaged 113 over his last six games last year, including finals. Comes in at 480 grand, and age is just a number, baby. Hit me, Foz. What do you think? Clarkie, am I dumb?
1: I think it's great selection. Uh, I think a man who has the subtitle Jock Reynolds' favorite son uh, is really somebody that you can count on. Uh, I, I, I love Daniel Rich. Uh, I think he's... A fine selection, and he certainly sits in a line where we are looking for more value picks. Defense is really difficult.
0: Yeah, we need a bolster out of defense, especially now. And we're going to age the podcast now that we know uh, you got to wait twenty four hours. Like you're only going to know the teams twenty four hours before the game. We don't have all the all the defensive rookies play on the Sunday of the first round. Maybe we need to go six deep in the bloody defense. And uh, Daniel Rich, he gets you on the way there.
2: His average is also, you know, affected by an injury. And, you know, the game against Melbourne where he only scored 22. I can't remember exactly what his injury was. But he did miss a couple of weeks and came back against the Bulldogs and then missed another three weeks. So his last four rounds is really important. That's when he you know, came back to full fitness and he had 99, 107, 101, 148. Really good scores. And so, you know, at 483, he is a good option. And it's just a case of whether you can squeeze him in. Obviously, the defensive line is as you said, where you're trying to save a bit of coin, especially if you're looking at getting Lloyd, Neal, Grundy, and Gorn all in the same team. So not a bad selection. I don't think it's um, ridiculous to think it could be you know, a valuable pickup.
0: Yes, and to everyone at home, I am holding a gun to both Clarkie and Foz as we speak. Keep smiling. Everybody's over. happy.
1: I read this statement of my own free will.
0: Clarkie... You've got, well, actually, no, we'll go to you first, Foz. We'll go to talk about your bolter for this year. Who do you think is going to take the game by the horns? Uh,
2: my, He's one of my favourite players to watch. Big OMAC, Oscar McEnooney. Big O! Yeah, I just think that now with Stefan Martin at the Bulldogs, um, it frees him up to play as that Sol Ruckman. And we saw in there's a four round uh, patch from round nine through 12 where. Um, neither Stefan Martin nor Archie Smith played, and he, you know, he scored 91 uh, from 86% time in oh, centre bounce attendance, uh, 128 from 90% centre bounce attendance, then 113 from 76, and 99 from 83. So he was scoring really well, and it obviously coincided with the fact that he was playing a lot of minutes in that centre square as the dominant Ruckman, and he wasn't having to share those minutes. So if you can get a full season there, I don't know what their plans are with Archie Smith at the moment. Uh, he may well be in their best twenty-two, but I probably doubt it. Uh, especially if OMAC, the big O, you know, has a good start to the season at least. I, I can't see them playing two rucks, um, especially with Joey Danaher in there now. I imagine that he'll probably play as that second uh, backup, sort of pinch hitting ruckman role. Um, so OMAC is yeah is he, one to one to watch, and he's I think he's about four hundred and eighty k. So bit cheaper than your you Gron and Grundy combination. A little bit more expensive than Braden Proust, but um, it's, I guess it's just a case of if you want to bank on Proust being a you know 90-point scorer or if you want to go for someone who's already proved that he can hold the mantle of that number one ruck role um, and, and play a pretty important role for the, uh, for the Brisbane Lions this year.
0: Yeah, probably. I think the Bolter category is actually a good category where I go. I'd pick all of these guys in a draft pretty comfortably and have them yeah. at you know my X one or X two position. And I think Omac in a draft, uh, if you're doing a full team, I'd happily have him sitting at F- at R two. Uh, no issues at all about that. And Clarkie, you've got a man on your lips who you think is going to bolt out of the gates.
1: Yeah, so uh, Foz actually mentioned him, and it's kind of for similar reasons. Uh, I think Joey D, uh, the big Danaher, is probably my pick of the bolters from Brisbane, um, specifically because he's very underpriced. He's basically an expensive rookie, and if you're already willing to spend that much on a rookie, why not on a guy who is showing that he can average easily 90 um brisbane have a really good history of getting these guys who have had injuries um a long-term since on the sidelines getting these guys healthy getting them firing and he looks like he's absolutely loving it um there's also been talk of him uh, like Foz was saying with big o possibly jumping in and doing some relief rucking um which could really only impact him positively with his score so you know i think he's really someone to look out for and you know at the 230 well, I'm correct, 230, okay. That's something I'm more than willing to put in my forward line and take a chance on.
0: I think it's so bold that you said he could easily average 90. That's insane to me, Clarky. and I think we need to have you checked. He's averaged 86 in one year, and every other year there's either a 6 or 5 or a 4 at the start of that average, and I don't like that
1: one bit, Don't, was- don't put any damper on a man who is happy playing football because if the man loves footy, the man will score. <laughs>
0: Well, hopefully he's not sitting on the uh to be honest I didn't think anything of that but sitting on the fence again this year. Look, he did, you know, he did turn up in 25% of his games in 2024s, but he also scored below 34 in 75% of his games in footy in two thousand and twenty fours.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's my trap. Um I just think that you can't really take a chance on a bloke with major injury problems or history. Um but as clocky said, he's Obviously, requested that trade up there. He seems to be enjoying his footy. He did, uh, I think, it was a match simulation drill where he tore, um, you know, the, the defensive line for I don't know who exactly he was playing on, but um, you know, apparently did very well, and he's he's looking pretty pretty good. And so, hopefully, you know, all the best to, to Joey, and he can play some good footy. But um, unless there is just no depth in the forward line this year going into round one, he, he won't be in my side, um, but. Good luck to you, Clarky, if you select him.
0: There's going to be teams out there with Jarman Impey, Joe Danaher, and Jack Zeeble in their starting lineup, and I am so scared. I am so scared.
1: <laughs> can, you, can you please not call me out like that, like in front of the whole podcast? Just... Can, can we just take a second and just, just I'm, like I'm pulling my pants halfway down my ankle here with the Jack Siebel, German Impy, Joe Danaher. I, look, I just think it's, it's something that could easily be done. I think his injury seems to be in the past with him. I think from all that we've seen. And as I said, Brisbane have a really good history of getting these guys off the ground. Um, you know, he was playing in the back half for Essendon last year, um, you know, probably just to get his stocks up, but he's easily a good key forward for Brisbane, especially with Hipwood um and good old Charlie Cameron up there. I think he has some real potential. Yeah, he's, he's
2: break even's forty three as well. All he needs to do is just a couple of tons at the start of the year and his prize is gonna soar. I think he, he... didn't hit forty
0: three in seventy five percent of his no, games No, it doesn't he... matter.
2: He's gonna he's mate, you're gonna straight swap him for Max Gorn in like five weeks. That is that is no, okay, he's,
1: 2021. The it's it's the same reason why people are picking Zeeble and people are picking Impy over potential rookies that we don't know where they are. He is a guy who has proven that he can score better than what he's priced, which is, you know, he's not necessarily a keeper. I'm not saying that, but I definitely think that he's somebody who in the forward lines can provide a little bit of relief instead of uncertainty.
0: All right, I'll say this. I'll say this to play Devil's Avocado with myself, he is a player that is in the best 22, in theory, of the Brisbane lineup. And in a year, we're going into now an era where we're going to not know the teams until 24 hours before the game. Maybe maybe that's a reason to consider him, is because he'll probably be playing in all of uh, those hey, just games. To,
2: just to chuck in another little cheeky stat, his high score against his first, let's do this, maths, two, four, six, seven.
1: Oh, eight. We're doing live maths His first eight
2: rounds, not including Essendon because he's never played Essendon. They're all ninety-three or more, except for the Sydney, where he averages. Well, his highest score is seventy-seven. So, can score against can score against his, the teams he's coming up against. I'm not saying he'll score hundred every week, but you know, if he only needs to go big once or twice. I'm actually. You know what? It's coming around right, no, to, to me.
1: Live on the podcast. No, all right. I live need a ballot. No, no, no. I'm no, selecting no,
2: no. Joe Danaher. F1. Stop me. <laughs> all
1: right, not not nah. F1. All right, Germany MPF2.
0: Who else is there? Foz, If you have him at F1, you're not going to be able to afford your breakout player for this year. Uh, who's a little bit more expensive than that? Oh, yeah. uh, in uh, number foreman was he, was he a was number, a number one, one draft? draft.
2: Cam I do like him, so maybe he's my F one. I don't know. Um, it's it's all changed. I'm going to clear my team right now. Right, done. All right, no, but uh,
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> this is I feel personally attacked. Cam Rainer,
2: no, I do like Cam Rainer <laughs> as a selection if he can improve on his uh centre bounce tendencies. Over the last couple of years, they've sort of been talked about in the media as as someone who will you know, move into that midfield role and he hasn't really done it. He averaged 25%, 24% last season on his midfield role or his midfield minutes, I guess. Um, But in the last six rounds of last season, he did increase by 8%, which is something, I guess it's not great. Um, But he also did a, did see a bit of an increase in his scoring as well. He started to average uh, about 20 points a game more in his last four or five rounds. So, Hopefully, there's an improvement on that. Hopefully, his scores continue to rise. And if he's, you know, preseason, we're seeing some midfield minutes out of him. I don't know where he'd get them from just because there's a lot of really good midfielders with Brisbane. But even if he's, you know, playing 40% of the game in the center bounce, then that's a reason to look at him at his you know, price of about 370, 380K, whatever it is, 392.
0: I really like Cam Rainer as a player. That I just when I watch him, there's I see something there, and and maybe it's because whenever I watch him, he's playing against the Blues or Gold Coast or Essendon, which are three bad teams that he that everyone plays well against. But I just think he's. I think one. I think there's going to be a year where he suddenly jumps out and is the top, you know, in the top six or eight of whatever position he's playing in. I'm not willing to take the gamble on it being this year. I mean, he's still only young; he's only 21. I think, I do think there's at some stage he's going to grab grab the game. Something's going to click, and we're going to be talking about him as a super coach lock. I don't think this year's the year for me, but someone I'm very happy to take a flyer on later in a draft to fill out that forward position. Clarke,y do you have any thoughts on the former number one pick?
1: I am in the same camp as you. I think Cam Rainer is a very talented footballer who still has a lot of time to mature with Brisbane. I don't see him really going anywhere. Um, from what I'm see what I've seen from his stats last year, like a lot of his big scores came towards the end of the season, as Foz was saying, but it ranges from a fifty-five against St. Kilda to a one twenty-five against Gold Coast. So it's not somebody who's in my selection at three eighty-seven. Um, just at the price point is a little bit awkward for me to really go, yeah, I want him. Yeah, speaking of that price point, genuine
2: question for both of you, just a bit riffing here a little bit. Who would you rather, Cam Raynor or Connor Rosie, in your round one side? Similarly priced, similar sort of players.
0: Uh, that's a really good question. I don't trust Connor Rosie's heel, so I guess I'm going to say Cam Raynor, and people will throw that at me on Twitter.
1: Clarky, you got one? I I I'm I'm I would like Rosie. I think I think Rosie probably has had a little bit more time as well with the midfield and hashtag more midfield minutes um, on the horizon for him. Yeah, fair enough. Okay,
2: do you want to move on? That was sort of just a thought. I'd chuck that one out there. Yeah. No. Let's. uh... It's good. We need to have. That's what we're here for. We have to have have this conversation so people can listen to us and tell us we're wrong, (laughs) prove us wrong.
0: All right, so I'll, I'll just touch on this guy, breakout player, very quickly. Those of you who listen to the Pod or listen to me on Twitter will know that I'm a very big Zach Bailey fan. He's the next Daniel Rich, even though they play different positions, it doesn't have to make sense. He was the 30th. He's based on uh, last year's score. Let me do some quick counting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. He was the 12th highest scoring forward of available forwards this year. That, so hopefully that makes sense. Of the forwards available this year, he was the 12th highest scoring one from last year. So it actually wouldn't take, which is really scary because he only averaged 78 points a game. So with a very small leap, he jumps into the top 10. With an even slightly slightly medium leap, he jumps into the, the top eight. I mean, I'm not putting, I'm, just, it's not out of the question. It's not likely. I'm not going to pick him, but he's the guy in this Brisbane lineup that I think is the most likely to take a huge Jump and particularly as we've touched on, given the dearth of forward options in 2021, I like him. I'm not picking him, I like him a lot.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think you made a lot of really good points. So, I, I also think, as well, he's probably somebody who could afford to like the look of him, keep those side eyes on him, but he's not going to burn you, I think, if you miss him at the start.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point as well. I think. One thing that, that I've learned from actually from playing Supercoach at BBL and looking at all the successful teams in AFL last year is that if we start with the the more surefire guys, you can trade into these potential breakout options later on and you're going to miss a little bit of cash and that's fine, but maybe a little bit of pride will be hurt if they do jump out. But I think I think you're absolutely right, Clarky Trading into these guys is a much better option than, than starting them. All right, Foz. Let's push this podcast on. We've already been rambling for a little while.
2: Uh, we love it. Who...
0: <laughs> no, it's great. It's good content. Hashtag content. <laughs> who are we passing on? Foz, Who are you? who's your pass from the Brisbane Lions? Someone you're not interested in, but you can understand the selection. Well, though. I
2: mentioned it a bit earlier when uh, Clarkie locked him in. Uh, Jared Lyons, I just don't see um, the, him getting any better. I think that the 112 points game that he scored last season was, you know, it's a really good score, really good season, but I just don't see how he improves on it, um, especially when there are players, you know, like like Tom Mitchell is six grand more expensive and there's obviously question marks over his league at the moment, even though he played a full season. Um, but he's still one that I would prefer over him because I we have seen him score, you know, extremely well in that Brownlow year. Clayton Oliver is another one who just seems to be improving every season, and he's only another 22k more expensive. There's just blokes around that price point that I just don't, I don't know where Jared Lines would really fall into the category of you know being a better option as those two, unless you want to go purely for league um, or, or purely just for a pod that you want someone you know at that price point, but different. I guess they're the only two reasons why you'd select him, and, and he'd be neither for me. So. He's someone that I'm, I'm hard passing on, but I understand the selection.
0: Yeah, of the top 10 midfielders from last year, total score. Currently, Travis Boak is on in 2% of teams. He's the 10th ranked player and the 9th ranked player is Jared Lyons on in 1% of team. Then you jump all the way up to 6% for the next player, which is Marcus Bond and Pelly. So... I can understand the potability of it. The downside of that is if it doesn't pay off, it's uh, hard to recover for total rank. But yeah, I'm also fading Jared Lyons. What about you, Clarky? Who are you passing on? Uh, I
1: think for me, it was the good old suitcase. Uh, Won't be traveling with me at the start of this season, uh, at least. Um, Just, yeah, around his price point, 545. I think Foz kind of uh, touched on it. We touched on it a little bit where it's, at that price, I'd probably rather go less and pick a Matt Rowell or pick a, even like a Paddy Cripps. Um, I just think, yeah, at, at his price, I don't see him really um, jumping up and wowing me to, you know, at, at you know 5.45. Um,
0: yeah, and if it does, if you do miss him and he starts to skyrocket, we can
1: trade into Yeah, him. absolutely. Like I was saying before, which is probably the best point we've made so far.
0: Yes, in this incoherent battle of nonsense... Let's talk rookies and Foz. Uh, there's a couple of rookies to look at, but one that is, I think, he's the most highest selected player right now in Super Coach.
2: That's a big call, uh, yeah. Cockatoo, obviously not technically a rookie, but rookie price, and that's what we, uh, I guess, are looking at more than anything. One twenty-three k, and he's, you know, he's been brought into that side after a number of years with Geelong, unable to get that body right, and. Now, hopefully, he's ready to play some senior footy, um, mid-forward eligible as well, which really helps. So you can slot him into to either line there, and he'd probably be a playing rookie. I imagine he's um, one that's in my side at the moment in the forward line, and you know, I don't see if he's playing round one why you wouldn't select him, especially when uh, you know, as we've been talking about this whole podcast, it's just come out recently that um, teams won't be announced until the day before. So by having him. Uh, it's basically guaranteeing as long as he's fit, he'll be playing and it's not like he's going to be, um, well, I guess maybe he would be announced unfit the day before. So that doesn't really work to me, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I guess, look, it doesn't actually matter if that happens, Foz, because he's currently in 61.7% of teams. He's the highest ranked uh, player in terms of I was ownership. I going to say, uh, it, it's got to be
1: him or Josh Treacy yet. Yeah? Josh Tracy, Tracy,
0: yeah, he's he's 56%. Yeah. Matt Rowell, 54 Lockie Neal, 53%. And Will Gould, 51%. Cockatoo, look, everyone's going to have him. You just pick him. I expect him not to play. He's played 34 games since 2015 and missed the entirety of 2019, 2020, and he only played two games in 2018. Look, we're not banking on him to play. We're banking on Brisbane Medicos to have him right to get on the field, and worst case scenario, uh, he doesn't play and everyone in the entire Supercoach competition has him.
1: Yep, and he's gone up to Brisbane for the same reasons that Joey D's up there. So, you know, they want him to get the body right. So I think probably he's in my team currently, like everybody else, but he's definitely somebody who more than likely are probably going to pick him up like a little bit later into the season. I think um, just hearing about how he's tracking, um, I think they've said that he's slowly ramping up um, but I'd really love to see him play football. I think uh, he's a very good footballer, so it'd be great to see him out there.
0: No, for sure. And I believe there's another rookie forward mid-swing with your eyes on him, Clarkie. Devin Robertson at $176,000. Is he someone you're looking at in Supercoach Classic as a potential rookie?
1: If he's named, absolutely. I think a lot of people had him last year and were you're very frustrated because it was kind of a, is he going to play? Is he going to play now? Come on, name him. Come on, name him. And then he wouldn't be named and everybody's, well, I've already put him in my field. Uh, so look, he, yeah, he has hurt us in that aspect. But look, I think he's somebody who's definitely in the mix for those guys. So keep an eye on him. 176 is a bit iffy um, if we can get someone cheaper though.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, and by the way, he was a late inclusion in round one, scored 47 and stopped me being able to get Marlon Pickett's score, uh, which was a ton. So I still am angry at him. The only other rookie I wanted to mention was Tom Fullerton, a ruck forward, 128K, played two games last year, barely scored, but just someone that is being spoken about a little bit in the uh, super Coach rumours as someone who might play early. So just... A player to watch if you need a forward line. Ruckman to swing with uh, Josh Tracy. All right, guys. Do we have anything else to cover off in this wonderful Brisbane podcast at all? Any final thoughts, Foz Daddy?
2: No, not really. Just uh, lock in, Lockie in Neil, um, unless you can't afford him and then don't lock him in, I guess. Pretty pretty simple.
0: They are the two <laughs> options. You can lock this him in or not lock listen. him in.
2: People listen to this podcast for this, this gem.
1: You're One welcome. of my options, you you're can welcome, get up or you call... can go to bed. Well, get up <laughs> yeah. or
2: stay in bed, actually, I guess, uh, if you're in bed. But okay, this is... This lockdown's kill- Just it's ruining <laughs> us. It's ruining this friendship.
0: Well, Fuzz Daddy, thank you very much for joining me. It was a pleasure to speak Supercoach
2: with you again. It's always a pleasure, Lek. I uh, got your name right this time, so... Almost. Maybe...
0: Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining me as well. Any final thoughts?
1: At all. Uh, look, I think we all know that if there was a cheat sheet for Supercoach in the midfield, it would have one must pick player, and that's got to be Lucky Neal. So that's probably the big takeaway. Also, Joey D. Lock him in. F three, you're done. F one. I love you both. Cameron or F one. All D- right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Rana then Dana Hurth, okay. then Mb. Yeah.
1: And then anyone else doesn't matter because you have got the three best players in the league. Yeah. R two <laughs> bonus of bonus of Garni? Oh, come, come on. on. Can't All listen. right. <laughs> that
0: was a butchering, and I think we'll about. end it there.
1: Yeah, good times. <laughs>